Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Being that today is Trinity Sunday, we are going to celebrate by having three different sermons today. As Christians, we believe in one God, probably one sermon. Let's 
Some have suggested that the us refers to the angels. They seem to be clearly with God at creation. However, angels, there's no indication that they are created in God's image. And God created the heavens and earth by himself. The prophet Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 44, I am the Lord, the maker of all things, who, who stretches out the heavens and spreads out the earth by myself. And there's other theories, too, about what this plural us and our could be. But the best interpretation is that God is using a plural of fullness. It is a divine dialogue between God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. And it might be a bit anachronistic to explicitly be the Trinity, but the first glimmerings of a Trinitarian revelation are here. The fullness of God is present in the text. This is one of several places that foreshadow and hint toward the Holy Trinity in the Old Testament. So let's, let's be clear. The us and the our refer to the Godhead. All right, the second truth that our verse brings out is the case for the Imago Dei, the image of God. It is written, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. All people are, are made in the image of God. And this is emphasized again in the very next verse, where it says in verse 27, so God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Both genders are created in the image of God, which brings up questions. What is the image of God? And what does this mean? Now let's tackle these questions. We can point to a lot of ways that we as humans are different than other parts of God's creation. We have the ability to rationalize. We have a rational mind. We express emotion like laughter. I've yet to see any of my pets start laughing. I just don't do that. We have the ability to cre create in exceptional ways. We are relational, which is very different than any other uh, part of life that we know of. All of these may point toward ways that we are in the image of God, making us different than other forms of life in God's creation. But most likely, the verse is more simply stating what it says, that to be human, is to bear the image of God. If we are human, we are in God's image. So what does this mean? Well, as with any literature, any writing, it is important to consider the type of writing the beginning of Genesis is. We call this genre. And similar to music, which has different genres, jazz, rock, blues, there's a lot. Literature has different genres, right? Poetry, history, biography, narrative. So what type of genre is the beginning of Genesis? Because we, we, we engage with genre differently based on what it is. I want to encourage you to consider that Genesis is not the genre of a textbook. It was not written to be read as a science book. Many in our day have made that error, and it certainly does not further good conversation in our world. Genesis is most likely in the genre of ancient myth, early creation stories. And we find similar stories from the Mesopotamian world, such as the Enuma Elish from the Babylonian world. There are similarities in these narratives, but there are definitely differences in the Genesis account with its contemporaries. I don't have time today to go into 
all the different differences and so forth. But, but for the sake of our text from Genesis, this ancient genre and culture usually had a, a multiple features, but one of the key features was temple. Temple. The Egyptians had temples. The Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Sumerians all had temples. Later down the timeline, the, the Greeks had temples and the Romans too. All of these temples were dedicated for the worship of deities. And inside these temples, they all had statues in them. Images of Marduk from Babylon, Zeus, Athena, and so on were in the temples. And once the temples were, were built and constructed, the last thing to go in these temples was the image of the deity that it was going to be um, honored by. Now, the ancient people of God, Israel, had a temple as well, albeit much later than Genesis. But before the temple was built, they had a place of worship called the tabernacle. And in this temple or tabernacle, there was something missing that all other temples had. The image of God. Now, getting back to our Genesis creation story, we find that God is creating the heavens and the earth calls them good, and when he is done with his creation, he creates humankind and places his people in his creation, making humans in God's image and in God's likeness. Now, listen to the prophet once again of Isaiah, chapter 66. He says this, Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. This is temple language in Isaiah. You see, the genre of Genesis is pointing toward the creation of heaven and earth as the temple of God. And his image in this temple are the humans he has created on the last day of creation. So what does this say? It speaks of our role, our function in this creation. We are the image of God in this good creation that he has created which dives right into the third truth from the 26th verse of chapter 1. The verse says, Let us make mankind in our image and our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock, and all the wild animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground. So we are made by God, the Holy Trinity, in His image, placed in his creation, being the temple, so that we can have dominion or rule over the fish, the birds, the livestock, wild animals, and all the creeping things on the ground. Now this Hebrew word, in English we translate it as rule over. However, the word has a bit more nuance than that. It means dominion, rule, minister, but it does not mean in harsh ways. One scholar describes the meaning here this way, he writes, Man is created to rule, but this rule is to be compassionate and not exploitive. Even in the Garden of Eden, he who would be the Lord of all must be a servant of all. So in this sense, we are caretakers, head gardeners. We, we manage, we, we, we are stewards of creation. We are not to overuse, pilfer, exploit, and mistreat any part of God's creation. Remember, God called it good. Nowhere in the Bible do you say that God changed his mind and called it bad. 
He created us in his image to care and manage it. You know, our psalm pointed for today, Psalm 8, points toward the mystery of our stewardship of God's creation. That's why it's linked with these readings. So these are the three truths. The three points of emphasis from our verse today, Genesis 1, 26, is that we are created by God in his image and steward his creation or his temple. However, there remains a problem. Humankind sin. We have the fall. It comes to chapter 3 of Genesis. And because we sin, we brought a curse upon ourselves and upon all of God's creation. So although we are created in the image of God, as this was never taken away, we are still in His image. Our sin has marred this image. For all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Our sin damages God's creation too. And this is why Romans 8 points toward the pains of creation. It says the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. So sin has brought pain on us as God's image bearers and on his creation, his temple. We need help to do what we were created to do. The mandate from Genesis. Who can rescue us from this life of sin? We know St. Paul asked that same question. He wrote in Romans chapter 7. He said, what a wretched man I am. After his monologue on his sin. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? He answered himself by saying, thanks be to God. Who delivers me through Jesus Christ. So where is our hope? It is in Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. And because he has defeated sin and death on the cross, because he is risen from the dead, because he is coming back again to set the world at rights, he is coming to make all things Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.